0: I get the kilos Sequenta the perciento. If you are not bro, get the fuck up by the town for me when you're underground. How I came out and you try to stop me,
1: let it hang out, let it bang, let it rain out. Your soil deals, you are deals. I am the god chopped up on a Tuesday while the club going up. We're back with the break room
0: podcast here for our ninth episode. Me, Charles Carter, right in front of me, Wheel Doctor, and uh, like I said, dynamic duo this time, man. Probably gonna be like there for a little while now. Like I said the last episode, we talked, uh, told you guys that Marcus uh, was moving on to a job in oil, but uh, other things. It was just uh, Will's birthday not too long ago, man. So either, let's go and ask him how was that. How was that birthday, Will?
1: Yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, birthday went well. <sighs> Had all my favorite food, pasta, pizza. Uh, spent a lot of time with family, uh, friends. I went to Ron's on Friday, so that's always good. Uh, Yeah, man, that was about it. Not too much going on. A little All-Star. You know, it's All-Star weekend, uh, which was fairly boring, as we all expected. But uh, we got a lot for you all today. Uh, Dak signed his big contract. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, The Buccaneers made two huge signings uh, uh, going into their... uh, Their return to winning another Super Bowl next year. um, As I'm calling right now, they re signed Levante David and franchise tagged Chris Godwin. Um, Then we're going to move on to NBA talk uh Blade Griffins to the Nets and how that uh, changes their dynamic and then uh, we'll move on to who's hot and who's not but let's get it started with Dak Prescott uh four years 160 million 162 million guaranteed and 75 million uh in year 126 126 26. guaranteed it's 160 160 126 guaranteed. And seventy-five million the first year. Yeah, man. First of all,
0: do you think he's worth that much uh, like, yeah. for the for the Cowboys? You think he's worth that much?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Tell me why. <clears throat> I'm glad this deal finally got done. I mean, obviously, this is a deal that took a long time for parties to agree with. Um, you know, and I, I don't. I hate the shade being thrown at this. At this deal, this is good, good, good for Dak. I don't know who to trust more under center for 17 straight weeks, not 16, 17. Now, other than Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, or lastly Dak Prescott, he is he's in the premium elite system QB range. Uh, And remember, that's the highest level a quarterback can be in my book uh, because elite system QBs execute their job on a week to week basis. Uh, but, yeah, that's been the public's question all day, you know, was uh, was, was Dak overvalued? And uh, no, no, not at all. I mean, the salary cap has been increased, uh, and, and Dak's getting paid what he's worth. Uh, but, I mean, what, what were they going to do, Charles? What, bring back Dalton? Yeah,
0: okay. No, I agree with you. Like, for Dak, for the Cowboys, he's invaluable. Like, you, you can't pay enough for him because, like you said, when he when they were there, they weren't nothing, but he was playing – he kept the floodgates from opening with them. Yeah. You know, he saved he was their saving grace for so many games. Not even that they just won a whole lot, but he kept he gave them hope. He was like a spark of hope for them in in some games, in some instances. But once he was gone, you had Andy Dalton and we all know how that kinda turned out. It didn't turn out well for the Cowboys at all. So uh but at the same time, like well, it's like I say, it's a great deal for Dak and glad he got his money because he deserves a word for what he's done for that organization what he'll continue to be for that organization which I believe uh, once he gets healthy but now if we're talking about and just in the in the grand scheme of quarterbacks then no just no no and, and that's not a, that's not a bad thing to say because if we look at the highest you know the highest quarterback contracts right now you got Patrick Mahomes at 45 million a year Deshaun at 39 million a year Russell at 35
1: yeah, but you you have to bring in that the salary cap has changed.
0: The salary cap would change, and uh, like it's well, and at the time, I guess those guys it's increased. Well, yeah, yeah, they they were paid for the highest at that time, right? You know what I mean? But even if we talk going off that, the he isn't on those guys' level. You know what I mean? Mm. Is he? Yeah, I sir? mean is, is no, that no,
1: I I think I. I I look. I I look at him and Russell Wilson, and I I don't. I oh I can't my even, goodness. I can't uh, even tell them apart. What? Nah, I can't. It's like talent. Like talent. Uh, I mean the the way they play their position. I mean I see uh, I see Mahomes and Watson at another level, um, but I I like I said I put him Wilson. Uh, I put Dak, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady on the in my highest, um, in my highest of uh, ratings of QBs, the elite system quarterback. So okay, so okay, I guess a different question. Trio,
0: a different question. Let me ask: Do you think Russell makes the Cowboys better if, if you know, if they were to trade, you know, for Dak?
1: Mm, well, I, I, I wouldn't do that because uh, you'd be buying Russell Wilson high. I mean, okay.
0: Well, not even just not even, with contracts uninvolved.
1: If they're nope. like the same age, you
0: just know, <laughs> not, no, no, no. Just like swap the quarterbacks, swap teams. Do
1: yeah. You, who, do you think
0: Russell makes the Cowboys better? Absolutely. And Dak makes the uh, the Seahawks. Uh,
1: yes, but they they, because mm. I okay.
0: Let me tell you. From for me, I think Russell is a much better quarterback than Dak is.
1: Well, I mean, over the years, you know, that's what I'm saying—the age and but age
0: like he's it, had it, time to like it, build that, yeah, you know, build that I, rapport. You know, if
1: you flip him, then then for the next two to three years, I, I feel like Russell uh, Russell probably performs better. I mean, Russell's been proving uh, himself in a terrible offense for the last three. I mean, if you want to say proving yourself, he's still performed hmm. at the highest level. He still managed to be um, a top three quarterback. Uh, I guess you can't say the same for Dak, but if you look at the first four games last year, Dak brings a lot more than just a skill set, and and this is where uh, I see him and the likes of like of a, of a Tom Brady, when he enters the huddle and he enters the locker room, the whole. Dynamic of the team and the attitude changes whether that's on the offensive or defensive side when Dak went down in week four The whole team fell apart after that uh, and they do have weapons um, and I I don't mean to, to to dodge your question I I think you're right if they switch if they switch positions Dak would Really just get massacred in, in Seattle with with what they have to offer uh, and, and Russ would certainly perform with the, with the, uh, with the talent that that the Cowboys have in CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. Um, uh, Do we consider Ezekiel Elliott like uh, after this past season like a? Well, you know, uh, if, the, if if the Cowboys have a problem with an overplayed player, then they should they should certainly uh, look to the Ezekiel Elliott contract. I mean, his his contract is six years, ninety million, and he's guaranteed fifty million, Ooh. and. and Look, the, that deal will likely bust that. I mean, you can't even blame Zeke for it. Uh, it's really just not smart to give running backs long-term deals. And and if they struggle to sign more talent, whether that's on the offensive or defensive side, um, you can look straight to that contract uh, to blame uh, to, for that. I, I think... I don't think they have to do much more on the offensive end. I, I'm, I'm excited for Blake Jarwin. I was just talking about this with... Uh, with my good buddy Sam Chavez, who uh, uh, we hosted a podcast ago last year, he's a Cowboys guru. Um, I we, I really like a you know a quarterback like Dak. A good he's a literally a good tight end. Away, I think Blake Jarwin. Uh, he thinks Blake Jarwin uh, can make that stride next year after an ACL injury. Um, so, but. Also, and I, I think I know what you're talking about with
0: uh, with the Dak versus Russell. Russell at that age, when the Dak is at, you think they will? kind yeah, of and, and, Okay, that's what know, I think. That's you what you were trying them to say. Then,
1: okay. you know, I, so I, if you switch them, then okay, I can I can go yeah, with you on that. I, I think Dak has certainly proved himself over over seasons that he he can handle a ton of adversity like. Uh, like Russell Wilson's going through with Pete Carroll in Seattle. Like, we saw Dak get through the end of the Jason Garrett era, which is a complete disaster. The guy doesn't know how to run an offense. Um, and and we'll see, you know, what happens with McCarthy. Um, I'm not completely bought in. I think uh, Kellen Moore should be, uh, eventually might get promoted to that head coaching job uh, if they're trying to run a real offense. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Enough the Cowboys talk. I would love to get off the Cowboys.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, we'll be right back with the break room. H O U. Or if us at the break H O U. on Twitter. Yeah,
1: no, nah, yeah, I'm sorry, he's fans. It makes us sick to talk about the Cowboys too. But yeah, <laughs> it really does. It makes me like <laughs>
0: physically ill. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I'm I'm thrilled that we don't have to hear about the potential Dak deals, mock trades, all this Dak, Dak, Dak. I am happy for him, but. It's time to move on. Enough about the Cowboys. Let's see what they can do on the field. Yeah. What, two playoff wins in the last 25 years? We weren't even alive then. Yeah, exactly. Moving on. We'll be right back. This is The Break Room. Alright, we're back in the break room Uh, Moving on from Dak Prescott and Cowboy News Let's move on to a winning franchise uh, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, a real winning franchise, thanks to Thomas Edward Patrick Brady.
0: This guy with his full name. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know y'all are thrilled to hear me boast about a team that I happen to be on the bandwagon of right now exclusively, exclusively because Tom Brady is there. Uh, but this franchise is making great decisions, unbelievable decisions. Just in this past week, all right they they franchise tag Godwin, Chris Godwin, one of Tom's premier threats. Uh, and then, even, I think, even more importantly, they re signed Levante David to a two year, $25 million contract. Uh, you know, I've thought a lot about this, but Levante David is the head honcho of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Obviously, I love Devin White, Charles, but, uh, you know, Devin White, who is everywhere. In the Bucks Super Bowl run, but Levante David is, is such a good reader of defenses, and, and, and it does such a good job dropping back into coverage, and was a huge reason why Patrick Mahomes couldn't get anything going. Um, you know, Devin White storms up the middle all game, and Levante David is either spying or dropping back, and and that's the game plan all 2021 2022 for the Bucks. Okay.
0: No, I agree with you will. Um like I was saying I compared these two to these two linebackers, I'm sorry, to um Luke Keekley and Johnson back with the Panthers around like 5 years ago when they made their Super Bowl run. Um now they're just excellent like you were uh, describing. They drop back in the coverage where they cover the, the gaps uh almost to perfection like we saw in the Super Bowl. Um it's just not too much too much wrong that they did we can say it but we can even speak on so um like I said he's been in the league for ten years, two years, twenty five mil, great deal for a great for a great linebacker and a key uh, leader and um, position on your defense. But with that, uh, so done from I guess the best team in football, moving on to possibly the best team in the NBA the Brooklyn Nets the Brooklyn Nets re-signed well not re-signed I'm sorry signed Blake Griffin how do we like? how do you feel about that I know we talked about uh, Blake Griffin he had a horrible contract with uh, the Pistons and now he's re- he's been signed by the Nets possibly the best team in the league and so they were already great without him right so what does he necessarily bring to the table what can he still do
1: well, Blake knows that uh, the Nets needed a four-man, and he Brooklyn is his quickest route to an NBA title, which he needs. Uh, you know, nothing to take away from Blake Griffin. He just, you know, the situation in De- in Detroit was so bad. Uh, with the NBA evolving, he can no longer be a number one option. He can't be a number two option. Um, but he's going to be someone that they can bring in off the bench for DeAndre Jordan and obviously as far as dynamic goes the Nets have a bunch of different characters you know they have Kyrie James uh, uh, Kevin Durant they've all they've had to mesh uh, together and it's obviously a, it's, a, it's a winning formula and uh, Adding Blake doesn't take away from any of that. He he played uh, for eight seasons in L.A. with with DeAndre, um, and and come playoff time, the Nets are going to have uh, serious swa- uh, serious small ball options. Swapping Griffin in um, in for DeAndre, um, and, and it's going to space the floor out even more than it already is. Yeah,
0: and so. Uh, I think a component that everybody missed because well, one thing I was critical of, of Blake Griffin on was that I didn't really think he could really add too much to what they already had. I mean, he's an athletic forward uh, kind of like a game changer in Forbes that we really seen when he first came to the league. Not really much of a great uh, defender big but more of just an athletic uh, forward that, you know, dunks and all that high-flying stuff that we kind of love to see now. And so, there were reports saying that Blake Griffin hasn't dunked in two years, two seasons, right, um, due to injury. And so, if we have a high flying forward that hasn't been high flying in the past two seasons, um, I guess,
1: and you know, and I guess, uh, maybe maybe Kyrie can toss up some beautiful lobs, get those knees going again. I I, I can't put believe some WD forty on him. Yeah. Uh, want them back up a little yeah, bit. it's been since December 12, 2019 was, was Blake Griffin's last dunk. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's it's been a while. And so,
0: um, but somebody did mention this on, I think I was listening to another podcast. I can't remember the exact name of it. I'll try to find it. But they were saying that, you know, the elevation, you know, for those who play team sports, you you being around or anything anything really I guess any uh, even if you're playing pickup basketball playing with good players kind of helps elevate your game you know what I mean it kind of forces you to be on your toes a lot more uh, you don't have to carry the load if you're a good player um, and you can kind of just you can find a role and kind of just flourish in that and so I think that's one thing that we can kind of attack we can kind of put on Blake Griffin is that he's with James Harden, Kyrie Irving KD when he comes back healthy and uh, DeAndre Jordan, who's not bad, you know. And so when you have those guys around who can sc- score, that can also that can just h- also help you comfortably get back to where you need to be. You there's no rush. You don't have to um, search for anything too too hard. You can kind of just comfortably get there, take baby steps, crawl, then walk, then run. Maybe Andre Drummond will come join him too. Maybe I've been mean, yeah, and also that's nothing we've been hearing reports about. So he's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Oh man. Well, anyway, he stole. But who's hot? Okay. So anyway,
1: bring it. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And we're into who's hot and who's not. Uh, Charles is starting off with Andre Drummond. Let's hear it. Okay. So Andre Drummond
0: got uh, was looking to be traded by the Cavs and teams that are looking that are looking at him are the Lakers and the Nets. So you leave a horrible organization where, you know, Kyle Sixton is your best player and you're going to possibly the two best teams in their respective conferences, the Lakers and the Nets. And so you're almost you I I can't, I don't know. I wanna say the Nets are better than the Lakers. I wanna say that, but at the same time that. I guess the their defense is coming along. But. Yeah,
1: power rankings right now, uh, it's the Nets. It's the, um, and, and and KD needs to get back. He just needs to get back. I'm starting to worry about that a little bit. We're past the All Star game. He's sitting tonight. Um, I guess you know just wait till the playoffs. But uh, but um, yeah, you you you, almost, you you
0: whichever way it might swing, you might be guaranteed a ring, and you and you might not even play. Oh,
1: uh, I think the Nets are a guaranteed lock to come out of the East. You, Oh no! Both, I feel like both teams are guaranteed lots
0: to come by their respective conferences. Um, I guess the West is a little bit more
1: debatable than the East, but you know, as long as AD stays healthy, I'm still worried true. about that Achilles tendonitis. I don't know about that. Very true. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that tendonitis is a. Uh, it brings we'll hey, it we'll brings see. in a lot of other uh a lot of other suspects if he goes down. I'm not counting out the Jazz or the or the Suns. I think I think the, the Nets are more of a Sherlock for the East than the Lakers are for the uh for the uh for the for the West. Watch out for playoff P. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: would agree. I, okay, I can agree. Uh also one thing I wanted to tease before we get into the next into your who's right. So all this this past Sunday was all star day. I guess it was the day this uh, this, this year because of COVID. Um, LeBron's tweet talked about, um, you know, we had Team LeBron and Team Ke- uh, Kevin, Kevin Durant for the All Star game. And LeBron's tweet says, and I quote, I finally got to share the floor with Stephen Curry, well overdue, and I've loved every single second. Now, just to tease this, um, LeBron has been to three organizations. He's been to the Cavs, he left well to the Miami Heat. And then he left and went back to the Cavs. And now he's with the LA Lakers. Now, uh people have joked about, you know, because Brian is gonna come out and he's gonna go to the uh to the league, of course, and they're gonna play at least one season together, possibly with the Lakers, right? So who knows how now who knows how true that is? Who knows, because things had always changed. But what do you think? For a possible future of Steph and LeBron,
1: so Steph would have to go to L.A. Uh, I don't, I don't see LeBron moving anytime, and for from a uh, a, f- a financial earnings perspective on 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 what on the brand that him and Bronny would eventually sell if they ever play together, it, the move would be Steph, uh, Steph to. Uh, to LA, uh, Steph would run the point. Dad, Dad James would play three or four. Bronny at the two. Um, hopefully, AD is still going. Hopefully, AD's still. And you know that'd be you know, crazy. You know what the crazy, that'd be crazy. Is? Steph, Bronny, LeBron, uh, AD, and uh, I don't know. Get, you know, get by by the time you get Zion over to LA or something, they, they, you know. They'll stack up. Listen, what if Bronny and, and LeBron want a to title together? I, I could associate that's so see that. Yeah, that's crazy. Listen, LeBron is not slowing down at oh. all. I mean, it's not even – he didn't want to take games off. Half this league's broken down. <laughs> You're not lying. Every, You're every, not every, lying. Has to take every other day off. Um, it, It's unbelievable what he's doing. I, I look – much like my, my – Much like I don't have any doubts in Tom Brady or Tiger Woods, the type of competitors, LeBron James is right up there with him. I think that that there's a there's a serious chance that he plays with Brony. Yeah, and uh, not only to also to add on
0: something I I don't see happening. So, you know, also this is just a teaser. This is always just a what if, right? If let's say Steph was to play with LeBron James and you know Barney comes along around that time and AD's still there um, I don't ever see uh, Clay and Steph separating anytime soon like ever
1: yeah, we'll see how we'll see how Clay comes Wait, you said Stephan Clay? Stephen Clay. Yep. Like,
0: you know, Clay's injured right now, of course.
1: Yeah, we'll see how yeah, we'll see how uh how Clay comes back. Was it Achilles and then ACL? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's uh that's a long road back. Maybe 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 Lamello will be in LA by then. <laughs> that's interesting. And I could see that actually. Of course. Charlotte uh, Charlotte's the new wave though. Charlotte Charlotte is I think top three most likely to get the next baseball team, Charlotte's booming. It's, right. on, it's on the come-up. And MJ's the owner. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, MJ, okay. the buses, I don't know. Right, we'll see. But, okay, who's who you got for who you, All you right, well, got? I'm coming out of nowhere. My my who's hot, I'm going to keep it local. Uh, it's Guy Fieri, the mayor of Flavortown. He's bringing a delivery-only ghost kitchen to Houston. Uh, just, just big, juicy burgers on the menu. All his flavor town sauces and concoctions. Uh, now, here, here's what's what's a little different about this. The ghost kitchen concept allows Fieri to test the Houston market without the high overhead of building a full blown restaurant. Right, the food will be prepped in various restaurants around town and then delivered via Uber Eats, DoorDash, probably whatever you want. Uh, i'm I'm fucking with it'm like, I'm, nothing I'm really, on I'm the really Charles, nothing on that. the menu will be over fifteen dollars and all the items on the menu are shareable. It's just big past twelve am delicious meals uh I think guy fieri has is on to something no here. he's definitely on to something uh, he
0: knows something we don't know These
1: are called ghost kitchens i mean and and these are what's weird about this is it's not weird it's pretty awesome it's being prepped in other restaurants. Like like one of his locations is an Italian restaurant like the food is being prepped in the kitchen at an Italian restaurant right down the street from me. It, it's just gonna be prepped in that kitchen. There's like a, what? Yeah, there's there's another there's another uh prep site right next to some
0: Somebody get this guy on Shark Tank. I yeah, feel like I CrossFit wanna know all the place. inner workings of that. There's like. three
1: of them. There's three there's gonna be three locations here. Two of the lo- prep locations are at like a functioning restaurant like another business and one of them is at, at a warehouse uh but i think brilliant idea from guy fieri um i'll be looking forward to trying this burger like i said nothing no, over, nothing over fifteen dollars and everything's shareable so yeah i need that i yeah, need that everyone our age does okay and so um
0: for my who's not well I guess uh, another who's hot is uh, Vanessa Bryant, and I guess on, on the not list is um, the guy, man who took the picture. So Vanessa Bryant won uh, her lawsuit against the man who took the, uh, pictures of Kobe Bryant's um, unfortunate passing, uh, the crashes and from the helicopter, and she won the case uh, saying to, uh, well, take him down because he leaked pictures of that crash. And so definitely on that who's not list is because it was, I mean— People are, it's been over a year now, but people are still feeling the effects of the loss of Kobe Bryant. He was such an inspiration to many people, uh, not just in the basketball world, but we've seen in soccer and we've seen in other sports across the, the globe, really. And so um, I don't know, I don't know the man personally. I don't know his intent for leaking the pictures, but it just, it, it, for what? It, 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 it did it's not a good look. And so uh, for it to even go to court says a lot. You know, so uh, he's definitely on my who's not list. Who you got?
1: All right. Well, I got the Astros, the Houston Astros number one prospect, uh, and Forrest Whitley, who was set to make his major league debut this year, um, is having Tommy John surgery on his elbow. Um, Probably the worst injury in baseball. Yeah, Willie entered the 2019 season, the conversation for, um, you know, the title of the best. Pitching prospect in baseball. Um, Had pretty much a couple disastrous starts in the minor leagues last year, uh, about an 80 RA. You know, was having trouble with his arm. And before that, you know, he was having trouble even staying on the field just because of suspensions. Um, This is not a good injury for Forrest Whitley. It's, It's unfortunate. Um, he's going to be getting his surgery in Dallas here in the next week, and then we'll be starting his rehab in Houston. Uh, Dusty Baker still seems high on him. Just said that you know he's a guy with a load of talent. That's all I hear about Forrest Willie. He's just a guy with a ton of talent. Um, can't seem to stay healthy. I think he's shaken off his issues concerning the suspension, um, what, you know whatever happened there. Uh, but a lot of trouble with his arm, not looking good. Okay, okay. I was
0: a, I'm gonna look more into that, man. Yeah. Uh, I need to get in more into baseball anyway. Yeah, this guy's supposed
1: to be the shit. Okay, I've I've been on his high horse for the last like ever since he got drafted. Um and, and like he still hasn't played a major league game. It's been like five fucking years. <laughs> yeah. But okay, hey, well that would do it for uh episode Okay, let me go. Go ahead, go yeah, yeah. Got two more here, Charles. Two more on the who's not list. Um keep it going. And, and they're both baseball. It's just, I don't know Baseball players, they, they keep ending up on my who's not list. Uh, we'll, but we'll this, run is, it, run it. this will be an organization, and it's ours in general. Uh, the Juice Box, a.k.a. Minute Maid Park, a.k.a. the entire Astros organization, is Ooh. not hot because they will not be retiring Lance Berkman's number 17. Um, I guess I'll explain who Berkman is. I expect most of you to know who he is. Um, all I have to say... 2005 wild card against the Braves. We're down six one, and he obviously sets the tone, uh, hitting a grand slam, puts us up four. No, no, puts them puts the, it put the Braves up six to four, uh, and then of course, uh, we score a run in the sixth, and then Osman Osma hits the bomb in in the in the ninth. We go to an 18 inning game. Uh, Chris Burke hits uh, an 18 inning home run. Uh, a Home run in the 18th inning winning the game. None of this starts without the big Puma uh, hitting that bomb and then obviously all the other great years that he had as an Astro being part of a killer killer beat, but uh, The Astros are giving number 17 to newly acquired Jake Rodriguez, a pitcher who we got because Framer Valdez Looks like he's going to be on the DL for the first half of the year, but I think bad luck on the uh, bad luck on the Astros for not retiring Berkman's number. Um, it should definitely be hung up. It, apparently, the Astros had a front office meeting about a year ago, stating that anyone who doesn't get in the Hall of Fame doesn't get their their number retired. So, uh, you know, tough crowd. Last one, Johnny Damon, uh, former center fielder for the Red Sox when they won the World Series in two thousand four. Uh, Got arrested and pulled over, uh, charged the DUI, resisting arrest, and uh, ended up telling police officers that he is the cleanest guy ever. Uh, (laughs) His wife got out of the car, was cussing out the cops. That's hilarious. Um, So there's about a 10-minute video online of that. I recommend you all go watch it. It's actually hilarious, some of the things he says. But Johnny's drunk as hell, um, gets arrested. He actually – he was – he was hitting curves on the street that was going into his gated complex. Um, it's kind of it's you know it's a gated community, yeah. and and they literally got pulled over going into the gate of the gated community. So, uh, yeah, tough luck for Johnny, uh, but that will do it uh, on the break room podcast. I am Will Doctor Charles Carter.
0: Oh, follow us at the Break Room H O U on Twitter and the Dot Break Room Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, don't forget to follow us.
1: All right, that's it. We'll see you next week on The Break Room. We'll catch you later.
0: Back when Dot was hanging out at Tops in the Benzo Freestyling to them chronic instrumentals No pens and pencils I was out there like a minstrel With a backwood clenched between my dentals